Hello, and welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. If you don't want a cookie-cutter, generic home, and instead you want a beautiful, meaningful home that's layered with personality, then you are going to be so inspired by the conversations we have on this show. We talk about why the environments we create matter and how to set up our rooms to evoke specific feelings and experiences that are right for you wherever you are in your life right now. I'm Zandra, your host and creator of the Slow Style Home Framework that teaches you how to make really thoughtful and informed decisions about your home rather than chasing current trends that may not last or staying stuck with rooms you hate, feeling overwhelmed with too many choices. Right now, when you join our monthly membership, the Slow Style Society, you'll get a personalized deep dive into your vision of what a dream home looks and feels like. And together, we'll come up with a plan on how to achieve that. If that sounds pretty awesome to you, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society for all of the details. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later on. Right now, let's just jump into today's episode. How do you create a home that reflects who you are and inspires you to become the person you want to be? Where do you start? What are the steps you can take? And how do you learn how to be creative and put that creativity into practice inside your home? If these are questions you're interested in answering, you're in the right place because right here every week we talk about ways to improve your life by paying attention to the spaces you're living in. So welcome to the Style Matters podcast brought to you by Little Yellow Couch. I'm Zandra, your host, and I'm excited to share with you my slow style approach to creating a home you love, along with some really inspiring interviews with some of the best designers working in interiors. Today's episode is another installment of what I affectionately refer to as On the Little Yellow Couch, and I call it that because when I do these solo episodes without a guest, I'm envisioning you and I sitting on my little yellow couch, or maybe it's you and me sitting on my little yellow couch. Anyway, if you were at my home and we were able to sit together and have a conversation, a chat over coffee, tea, wine, whatever, I'm sure that we would be getting around to talking about design because obviously it's something we both love. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So today, what I thought I would do is uh, reflect for a little bit about all of the different things that I've learned and that I've soaked up through conversations I've had with designers and stylists and authors over the years. I'm not sure if you know this, but there are over 250 episodes of the Style Matters podcast. So there's a lot for me to reflect on. Sometimes I get asked, what are some of the best episodes to listen to? What are your favorites? What would you recommend? And so I thought this would be kind of an interesting way to to answer that question by going over some of the best um the best advice or really more more the best kinds of eye-opening perspectives that I have I have heard about through my guests over the years. 
The first thing I'd love to do, though, is just answer the question, what is style? What do we mean when we stay when we say our style? I know that seems like kind of a I don't know, like a like an obvious or elementary question, but I do think that style is more than simply choosing colors and patterns and furniture and floor plans and tile. It's not so much about the stuff. I think one's style or style that you see throughout a house is really it's really the essence of a person. And I want to start off with my interview with Hillary Walker. Now, this was a long time ago. I believe this was in the very first season of the Style Matters podcast, which means this was back when I had a co-host, Karen Grant, and we were kind of just getting our footing about what the podcast was even really going to be all about. But anyway, Hillary's episode has stuck with me all of these years. I just thought she had such a beautiful way of expressing herself and her thoughts on style and why style matters. So one of the things she said was, your style is like a book cover. It gives a really good idea of what's inside of you. The cover's what communicates with the world. It's what hopefully gives a, a really nice, specific and authentic, intriguing peek at what's actually going on on the inside. In other words, on the inside of the person. And she went on to talk about how, yes, uh, book covers sometimes get a bad rap because of that saying, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. But she's really talking about the book covers that are that are truly works of art in and of themselves, where you really, where you really get a sense of what the world is you're about to jump into when you start reading the book. So our personal style, whether it's the clothes we wear, the homes we decorate, the work we choose to do, the art that we place in our homes, it could be the way we talk, the way we cook, all of those things. That's our personal style. And when you think of it in those terms, you you start to realize why it's so important to invest in it. Another wonderful episode that happened fairly early on in the the days of the Style Matters podcast was with Maxwell Ryan. Maxwell Ryan is the founder of Apartment Therapy. It's a blog that took off. It was one of the first interiors blogs out there. And he has a really interesting metaphor. Uh, and it has to it has to do with equating the home to the human body. And I like this because I'm always interested in talking about homes that are made for humans. In other words, homes that are not made just for their looks, just as showpieces, but but for real people living in them. So he talks about the home uh, as the bones, the breath, the heart, and the soul. The bones of the home are the basics. You know, uh, is it clean? Is it organized? Is it cluttered? Is it broken? Does something need to be fixed? If that's something that need you need to work on, then it's a really good idea to start with the bones. If if you're trying to create a home that that really gives something back to you, but once you get the bones set and working, fixed, whatever, then you can move on to the next part, which are the lungs, the breathing part. The breathing is the arrangement and the flow of your home. It's it's the design of the home. Design is principally about solving 
problems really more even than than picking out colors and 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 uh, furniture it, it's about how a home functions how the humans in it move around the space how they use the space and whether or not it's it's working it's breathing it's functioning in a way that supports your daily activities the next part is the heart and the heart is really more the style. It's the personality. It's where we really express ourselves. And that's where we often think interior design comes into the picture. All right. So let's say that, that you've got that going on. You've got, you've got your color, your texture, your light, all of the things that make your house feel so good to you and, and hopefully represent who you are. Once you've got that in place, then you get to the head. And the head is what represents your highest aspirations for your life, for your person. The head is the spirit of the home. It's where you think about your family, your religion, what you do for a living, what, what's meaningful to you, what you aspire to. It's it's the artwork Artwork represents our highest aspirations, which why it's so important that we have meaningful artwork in our homes. So I, I love that metaphor of the home, and I hope that it is useful or inspiring to you as well to, to think of your home on that human scale with the bones, the breath, the heart, and the head. The final uh, interview that I want to mention when we're trying to wrap our hands around what exactly is style is from Lauren Lease. Lauren um, is, a, is an author and a stylist, and, and she also uh, has a fabric line and perhaps a wallpaper line, if I'm not mistaken. And she wrote a book, um, which we interviewed her about, and in it, we were we were trying to understand what she was talking about when she made a distinction between style and aesthetic. And and what she was saying is that an aesthetic is something that really encompasses all of who you are. Where a style is a little bit smaller than that. It it a style can change. It it can it can change according to the architecture of your home. So if you move around and you move from a craftsman into a Victorian or a Cape Cod, then your style might change a bit to reflect those new environments. Where an aesthetic is bigger, it's broader, it is it is really encompassing all of who you are, which is why I say to develop an aesthetic, not a style category. And if you've if you've um, gotten your hands on, on our free guide, our style finder, I really emphasize this point that trying to fit yourself into one particular very specifically defined style category is eventually going to make you feel boxed in. It's, it's going to be very limiting. It's going to start making your house feel overly themed and it's not going to leave room for you to kind of grow or to, to show off different parts of yourself. And so, so that's why I embrace Lauren's description of an aesthetic. Moving on to the principal question that the Style Matters podcast addresses is probably of no surprise to those of you who've been listening for a long time, but it's the question, why does style matter? 
And you may have heard me say this before, but when we first started the podcast, this was this was a central question for me because I was struggling with, um, I don't know, feeling a bit uh, guilty maybe for for caring so much about what my home looked like. I. I, I felt that it had become this um, kind of frivolous activity to care about my throw pillows or care about, I don't know, my dishware or something like that. And, and I think I think I was feeling that way because over the past, I don't know, maybe 10 to 15 years, there's been a real boom in the home decor, home goods market. You can find home decor in every store that you that you go into. Every clothing line is now starting to make a home decor section. Everyone is is making more and more stuff for us to consume. Some of it's really beautiful, some of it is very high quality, some of it is great in that it's very affordable but still beautifully designed. But because these are businesses we're talking about, there's this pressure to turn it over rather quickly. And it's really mimicking, in my opinion, the the fashion industry where there are these micro seasons that that, uh, stores kind of come up with. There's not just the four major seasons or or even the two major seasons, winter and summer, where you, you have sweater weather and then you have bathing suit weather. But there's these micro seasons that, that constantly are trying to get you to buy more and more things. And I, I feel like the same thing is kind of happening in home decor where we're just constantly being, being pushed to buy a trend, especially if it's really cheap and easy, without thinking about whether or not it's meaningful to us or what, what is long-term value is going to have in our homes. Anyway, I'm on a soapbox. I'm sorry. Let me get off for a minute and get back to the matter at hand, which is why does style matter? And I knew that it did matter because beauty matters and our surroundings matter and what we what we come home to every day and and whether or not we're feeling nourished or inspired or filled back up again, all of those things really matter. So therefore, style had to matter. But I wanted to hear what professional designers and stylists and authors were thinking about this subject too. So one of my favorite people that had a had an answer to this this question that I absolutely loved is Deshay Peacock. And in our very first interview with her, we've interviewed her twice because she's come out with two books. And so we happen to have her on the show to talk about both books. But this is from her first interview where she simply said, there's energy around the way you decorate your house. There's energy around how you present yourself and how other people receive that energy and reflect that back to you. And I really think that this is particularly... Um, meaningful right now or or apt right now because of how we are thinking about our friends, our family after, during this long pandemic when we've had to be socially isolated. But what kind of energy do you want to put out into the world and what kind of energy do you want to have coming back to you? And if you have people coming into your homes, then the energy that you put into how your home welcomes people, how you receive them in your home, all of that can have a huge impact. We'll be back after a quick break. I 
assume you're here because you want a one-of-a-kind, personality-filled home, right? Well, in order to have that, you need to define and develop your signature style. When you do that, you're going to understand how to mix what you already have with new things you find, focusing on who you are and what you love, putting it all together in a cohesive way. So what's stopping you? Well, let me know if this sounds about right. Not enough time, not enough money, and a lack of creativity or design knowledge, which makes you feel overwhelmed and insecure about pulling the trigger and changing things up. This is why I created the Slow Style Society, to help you take action on making your dream home a reality. It's part social club for people who like to just geek out on design and part hands-on learning experience where you get better and better at making decor decisions for each room in your home. And for the next few weeks, I'm offering all new members an additional one-on-one style session with yours truly. So I'll take you through the lessons so you know exactly what to focus on inside the Slow Style Framework in what order, and you'll have a personalized support system from me to get you there. Go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society so we can get started right away. Let's not wait for that imaginary perfect time to create your beautiful, meaningful home. Again, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society. Okay, back to the episode. Another person that that had a great answer to this question, uh, why does style matter, was Mary Randolph Carter. Now, Carter, as she is known, um, has been around the block many times. She's got like, I don't know, 10 books under her belt. But she is um, a longtime columnist, author, uh, explorer of style, starting with Ralph Lauren and or maybe he prefers it to be Ralph Lauren. I think he does. I think it's Ralph Lauren. I I was being too fancy there. But anyway, uh, she had a long, long tenure with Ralph Lauren. And um, in in the midst of that, she's writing these books on style. And then uh, I think currently she's a columnist for Country Living Magazine. But anyway, Carter loves junk, as she calls it, which is just uh, her way of talking about her myriad collections um, that she has filled up many of her homes with. And the the reason why she thinks style matters is because it has to do with curiosity. It has to do with exploring something that piques your curiosity that you then want to learn more about, which is how she got into the game of collecting in the first place. The more she collected something, the more she wanted to know about it. And it has continued to expand her world. And she says, once we lose our curiosity about things in life, about people, about growing and moving on and about evolving the style in our homes, then life just kind of gets flattened or boring or gray. And I think that a lot of us have been in the doldrums for a while and life might feel a little bit flat, a little bit mundane, a little bit too routine. And I think that... Mary Randolph Carter's words about keeping curiosity at the forefront of your home and how you style your home is is a really great jumping off point to shake things up. Moving on to our interview with Anne Sage, um, she wrote a book that really exemplifies what 
I believe is the true power of creating a home that gives something back to you. Because the book that she wrote, I think it's called Sage Living. Um, by the way, I'll link to all of these books in the show notes page for this episode, just uh, because I'm having trouble remembering the titles offhand. But um, I want to give you the exact titles so that you can look them up on Amazon or wherever you like to get your books. Uh, but Anne Sage, so so she had written this book because she had was going through a major life change. She she moved a, a, a across the country. She left everything that she knew, and she was ready to reinvent herself, not just with her career, but with her life as a whole, because she had also just gone through a painful divorce. So it was about starting over. And what she found in her brand new apartment for the first time in her life, she she didn't have a roommate or a partner or anybody else to live with. She was truly on her own and she didn't have a lot of possessions. What did she want to fill that home up with? And she slowly started figuring out what she needed to rebuild her life and how her home and the things she decided very carefully to bring into it was going to support these new decisions. And so um, I, I I spend a lot of time in the podcast talking about what can our homes give back to us. And it's exactly in these ways that I'm talking about. What do we need in our lives and how can our homes support our new dreams and our new goals? And finally, one of my favorite answers to the question of why does style matter came from Aaron Boyle. Aaron Boyle is the opposite of Carter. Aaron Boyle is a minimalist. And I'm really much more towards the maximalist side of things as well. So I always worry that a minimalist is going to make me feel bad for having so much stuff. But Aaron Boyle was the complete opposite of this, both in this interview and with her book. Instead of asking, what should we get rid of? What should we do without? Aaron asks, what do we love? What do we want? And then kind of quietly letting the other stuff go. It's really, from her perspective, minimizing what is not fulfilling us. And sometimes that can even be in the form of letting go of everything but one of something in a collection. So there is a lot of fun to be had in in collecting things and grouping things together and making a statement and really starting to appreciate all the different small variations within one collection. But sometimes we are moving on and we're ready to let that stuff go. And there's a beauty in keeping just one of something. And and she has a couple of examples of this that she shares with us in the interview. When we asked her why does style matter, she says, I love when you can walk into a place and really get a sense of the person, but also still have questions. And what she meant by that was developing a signature style uh, a very unique, a style that's all your own is so fulfilling and it and it is wonderful. And it's exactly what pe- you want people to say when they walk into your home. You want them to say, oh, this is so you. But to leave room for questions means, now, tell me about this bench. Where did you get that? Or oh, why why did you why did you choose to leave that wallpaper on the wall when when it's so old? Or oh my gosh, that spoon looks like it's been through a war. Why do you hold on to that? Or or where did that dresser come from? It looks like it has a story behind it. And Aaron goes on to say that those kinds of questions really start falling away when when you're 
when you're decorating in sort of a quick way, when you're trying to get it all done at once, you lose a little bit of, of the story and the questions about things because it's all just kind of been put there to look a certain way, but not to feel a certain way. And so that leads me to talk about why I think developing a signature style is so important. It's about the story. It's about your story. It's about having the confidence to play around and display the things that you truly love, to choose the colors, the patterns, the materials, the textures that that really make you feel good, that make you feel like you, without having to be told by a professional what all of those pieces should be. It's about owning it, educating yourself, developing your eyes so that your home is truly yours. So how do we develop a signature style? Do we have to go to interior design school? No, we do not. Although you can if you want to. But it is a practice. It's, it's the practice of slow style. The reason why I am so passionate about the practice of slow style is because I think it's the way, it's the most fulfilling way to fill your home with stories of who you are, where you've been, and who you want to become. And so this practice, the way I've been thinking about it now for for several years, relies on three principles. And I've talked about these before, but I, I think they're worth repeating. These three principles that I feel like kept coming up over and over again throughout the interviews that I've had, throughout the books that I've read, throughout the design trips that I've taken, these three sort of truths, I guess, kind of started to coalesce in my mind. The first one being that life informs style, or rather life should and must inform style. What I mean by that is is you need your home to work for whatever stage of life you're currently in. If you're trying to live a different life, if you're trying to live something that's purely aspirational, that doesn't work with your actual lifestyle, you're going to start beating your head against the wall. If you've got kids or you've got dogs or you work a lot or you travel a lot or whatever your current situation is, your home needs to be able to be responsive to that and not work against you. So as I go through these three principles, I, I'm going to refer to some more episodes that that we've done in the past and some more wisdom that has been passed down through some of my fabulous guests. And for this principle, which again is life informs style, it comes from Peter Walsh. Peter Walsh is like the OG of organizational gurus. He's written a gazillion books on organizing. He's had his own TV shows about organizing. He's written columns for Oprah about organizing. And I highly recommend you pick up at least one of his books. And again, I'll I'll list those in the show notes page. But what he said when we talked with him is, you don't start with the stuff. The stuff has very little to do with how to get organized. And, And and he says, I know that sounds weird, but the place you have to ask yourself is, what kind of a life do I want? What kind of a home do I want? What do I want? Not not what do I need for my home, like a sideboard or a carpet or matching drapes. That's not where he says to start. He starts with, what do you want from your home? What do you want from your time together as a family? What do you want from this space? 
And then you ask yourself, does the stuff I have in my home give me those things? And he extends it into shopping and bringing things into our home. And and the question that he wants us to ask before we buy a single new napkin is to introduce this step of mindfulness into that process where you ask the question, will this item help me create the life I want? That life that I've already, that I've just kind of spent some time thinking about and answering that question before, when I was trying to organize all the stuff that I already have. Will this item help me create the life I want? Now, I think it's important to get down to some practicalities about organizing and how to maximize our space and maximize our storage and all that kind of stuff. All of that comes under the principle of life-informed style. But this big picture thinking, I think, is a great way to ground us before we start pulling out the bins and the label maker. (laughs) The second principle that guides us through the practice of slow style is that style is active. And what I mean by this is that style is something we have to do. It's It's a verb. It's not a thing. It's not static. It is active. It is practice. In order to develop your eye and really figure out what you think works for you aesthetically in terms of vignettes, floor plan, matching or mixing up patterns and colors, um, how to arrange bookshelves, how to lay a table, all of those things are not something that you have to be born with. You don't have to be born with this super creative gene that that only some people seem to have. No, 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 no. Style, creativity, those are all things that you can develop because there is a way to practice it. There's a way to practice creativity. And it has to do with noticing and it has to do with doing And the more you try, the more you move your furniture around, the more you play with a vignette, the more you play with a table setting, the better you're going to get at it. And when you're out and about, when you're looking at magazines or you are in someone else's home or you go to a historic home or you go to a really great restaurant that just has a cool vibe or a cool hotel that has a great vibe – It's about noticing. Now, why does that work? Why do those colors work together? How does it feel to move throughout the rooms? Is there a flow that's going from one room to another because of what's going on in the hallway that connects the two? Why does that furniture look good together? Why does this furniture arrangement feel so good for conversation? Noticing, thinking about things, playing around with the things, that's all goes under the category of Style is active. And I think back to Anne Sage again, she had a great way of talking about this when she said that one of the hardest things about making decisions is the fear of making the wrong decision. And so if we have a safe space to play around with different choices and different avenues for growth, that would be really powerful, right? Well, that's what our homes can be for us. Some people would even say that's the purpose of their home, is a safe space to play with what they love, figuring out what they love, figuring out what makes them happy, figuring out who they are and how they're going to express that through their style. Because if you're only ever afraid of making the wrong decision, you're not going to make any decisions, and then you're you're depriving yourself of that chance for playing. You have to make a decision in order to know whether or not it works. 
finally, the last principle, which is that style evolves, is, is simply a reminder that your style can change over time. I want to go back to Hillary Walker again in that interview that we did in our very first season of the Style Matters podcast. And she said, we often think of working on our homes or decorating them and adding furniture and all the things. We think of that as a linear activity, right? You are, you know, you move to a new home and you start with one room and you start with the foundations. Maybe you pick out the flooring and then, uh, then maybe you pick out the countertops. Then maybe you pick out the furniture or the appliances if it's a kitchen. And this is linear activity. But Hillary goes on to say, she has slowly realized that the fun is in the evolution, that you're never really done. Not if you're truly getting something out of this whole idea of creating a signature style. It's a process. It is something that can fulfill you for a very long time. Not that you're going to be working on your home all the time. Certainly not. We have other things going on in our lives. And there are going to be plenty of times when your home is simply giving something back to you. It's simply your refuge. It's simply a place where you go and you have a special spot where you have your morning tea and you write in your journal. Or it's your special space that that when family comes over for the holidays that, that you feel really good about. But we often get bored with our homes too. And it's fine to change things up and change things around. Style evolves. So that's it. That's the conversation I wanted to start having with you today. I wanted to kind of reflect on some of the wisdom that has been shared on the podcast through the guests over the years, and at the same time, encourage you to think about how you want to move forward with your own signature style. How do you want to show up in your home? And if I walked into your home tomorrow, would I have a sense of who you are and maybe even who you are becoming? Okay, okay. One last thing, and that is simply to let you know that I will be hosting a workshop very soon on how to decode your signature style. So be sure to look for that. If you haven't already signed up for our newsletter, which is where you can get your hands on the free style guide. Um, But if you haven't signed up for that, then I encourage you to do that if you're interested in the workshop, because I will be sending out information that way through our email. And also, if you are interested in joining the Slow Style Society, our monthly membership, uh, you can get on the wait list for that. Uh, The doors will be opening again for the membership in January. So all of, all of these things can be found over at littleyellowcouch.com, and I would love to see you there. I have loved spending this time with you, and I would love hearing from you any thoughts that you have about this episode, any comments, any questions, any complaints. <laughs> Please send them my way, Zandra at littleyellowcouch.com. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. 
Have a great day, and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.